get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Pinkney and Nicole Smith-Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind, so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that's for you to build a big business. We're here coaching you every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't done this already, go ahead, share the call with other people. They can dial in the 602-753-1848 or... Listen online with your smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. So we are in a new series, but as we're finishing up our book, um, Your Best Year Ever with Michael Hyatt. Now, um, I don't know, you know, I I don't know if you've ever had a a time where you just were so like gung-ho about doing something bigger and different. And then when it came time to actually put it into uh, action or the implementation or the execution, then you get stumped, you get stuck, you get stagnated. I've seen it happen. You guys know I am not only a sky watcher, but I am a people watcher, and I am so fascinated and interested in the behaviors of God's highest creation, his people. And so we're going to be talking about how to activate the action in you, how to activate the action in you, and I'm going to share a passage of scripture And that is going to be coming out of the book of Mark, uh, chapter 28 through 31. We're also going to, in our uh, first day of this series, we are going to have all of our priorities and values in order. We know typically we uh, train this um, this call in a way where it's evergreen, meaning that no matter when you're going to listen to it, that is applicable. But in this time, it's time to actually break the mold, our place where we live in in the United States. That's where I live. That's where I'm back at. Um, We're grateful for the freedoms we have here, including free enterprise. But those freedoms would not even be um, a reality for us if we didn't have the people on the front line to keep our country safe. So we're also going to be praying and and putting up those prayers for our troops, their families, um, our country. Because at the end of the day, when we start talking about action, our priorities and values must be in place. Let's go to the Lord right now as we lift up um, our praises. are grateful for this day that you've made, and we're glad we're here, and we're joyous to be here in the land of the living. Dear Lord, we are so grateful for the the connection, for the direct connection of prayer to you, the most high God, the omnipotent God, all-powerful God, all-knowing God. 
who illuminated your servant to tell us about these days that we are encountering right now. You are the Alpha and the Omega, and we are so grateful to know you. We're so grateful for your grace and your mercy that endures forever and the great gift that you've given us of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. Now, we're here making our petitions made known, and even the things that we don't know to pray, we're thanking you for your Holy Spirit that will intercede on our behalf. As we're opening up our hearts that he may see it clearly, to let it be known that we are praying for our country, the United States, right now. That, dear Lord, for those who can't make the decisions, who have to go out and take action on the behalf of the country, let us lift them up, O oh Father God. Let them be of strong and good courage, O oh dear Lord, leaning not into their own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all of their ways. We're thanking you, oh dear Lord, that we are here to follow your commandments. We know that we could not even be smart enough to design a day such as this. So we're calling unto you right now that you will cover in the ones who can make the decisions. Let them put you first. Let them acknowledge your commandments that you put here on earth for us to live. We're thankful, Father God, that we know that we are victorious in all that we do. So as our minds stay on you, we are grateful, oh dear Lord, for those who are going out on front line for the battle of the war. And while we're here, still on the earth, let us be quickened to action, not just be hearers of your word, but be doers of your word. Now, as we are positioning to put all our priorities in place, let it be according to how you have already designed it, for you know all. We're thanking you, O Father God, that we're laying aside our worldly acquisitions, and we're pursuing the kingdom and his righteousness. And you told us that all the things that we would desire would be added to us if we do it in decency and in order. So we're grateful, oh dear Lord, that we are not thinking that your word is lame. We know that it is relevant on today. And as your wisest servant, King Solomon, has shared with us, there's nothing new under the sun. We thank you, oh Father God, that as we're doing these great exploits in your name, that we will identify the things that your servants have done well, as well as identify their mistakes. And count them also as our own lessons. Be thankful and we love you and we honor you. And seal this prayer with the blood, with the blood of the King of Kings, our Savior, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. So. There's no way I can make it up. I'm so grateful I'm here. I'm, I'm, we, we made it back home safely. Um, there, you know, being reunited with our son, going to hang out with my one of my other sons are a little bit later here on today. And I know that some people might say, I don't have time for this long, drawn-out prayer. But the word of the Lord tells us that the prayers of the righteous avails much. 
And one could put 1,000, two could put 10,000 to flight. So if it was just myself and one other on the line that was touching and agreeing on what we're praying for and identifying um, our priorities and values to be in place, wow, what a difference this world would be. And so what I want us to talk about on today, because I, I'm going to share, again, there's no way I can make this up. We're nearly 800 episodes into Power Start Your Day. And there are two things I have learned through the Word of God that has helped me excel and simplify the complexities of my spiritual, personal, business lives far more than any of the paid trainings I've attended. And it's my go-to anytime I don't feel like taking action. If you're interested, I encourage you to go ahead and come in queue. And I'm going to read you this passage of scripture that obviously is found in all of the gospels, but I'm reading from the one in the book of Mark. Mark 28. Um, we're going to go with Mark 28. Through 31, and I encourage you to read on into uh, verse 34. So, in the preface of what we prayed for, praying for our country, praying for uh, our leaders, praying for things to be uh, in a way where people could be safe, I want you to pay attention as you are thinking about this because. Um, Life feels like a war many of times. There is a war between our spirit and our flesh, and our soul decides which way we go. We've talked this so many times in Power Start Your Day. Now, when we start talking about writing it down, making it plain, we do our vision boards, and coming soon we'll have our vision book, but obviously we got to put things first. We're going to have our Power Moves journal first, but I want you to talk about I want you to think about what stops you. What's the gap in between the goals you write and the action you take? The goals you write and the action you take. Now, we just learned about smarter goals, and the A in smarter is actionable goals, where we're writing. Before, we used to think of those as achievable goals, things that we know we could actually achieve. Right, But when you start, start changing that word to actionable, that's one of the differences between uh, people who write in words of action and verb words versus they just say, yeah, I can do this. And then the E in smarter is exciting, something that arouses something on the inside of you, the emotion that will say, you know what, I'm going to take action even though, in spite of. So the word of the Lord reads, Mark 28 through 31 says, then one of the scribes, these are the people who are just smarter than smart, right? They believe they know God more than God. And they're talking to God and they don't even know that they're talking to God fully in flesh and God fully God. They're talking to Jesus and they ask him a question. He says, as one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, 
which is the first commandment of all? You remember the Ten Commandments, right? Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, that's your mind, will, and intellect, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Now, the second, like it. Now, mind you, it said like it. First one says love God with all of that. The second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now, I want you to pay very close attention in here. Thank you. I, it's Mark 12, 28 through 31. I, I have it right here, but I said Mark 28 through 31. Thank you. Mark 12, 28 through 31. Mark chapter 12, 28 through 31, and I have that written right in front of me. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Brenda Robinson. But I need you to pay very close attention to this. Loving God with all your heart. We talked about Now I'm going to tell you something. There's sometimes my soul and my flesh don't want to be bothered. Why? Because of the human side in me. The human side in me, which will say, why put all of this stuff out here when I see that so many people are in a place of all they want to do is take, but I see very few who are truly willing to give. I'm going to be transparent. And it will remind me just as I am here reading a card because I, I, um, as we traveled out early, I got a lot of birthday presents, a lot of birthday cards, a lot of things I hadn't even had a chance to review. And as I got up early, I began to read a few of the cards, looking at some of the gifts, and I thank so many of you for the love and, you know, the love, the true heart and affection that was given. And then I, I, I would look then at the next one, which was the second commandment, which is pretty much love your neighbor like yourself. So if you want to take action, your priorities and your values need to be in order. I'm looking at a card right now that says, it's only natural to feel thankful having a daughter, having you for a daughter. Seeing that magical smile of yours and hearing your laughter brings so much joy. You're a wonderful daughter. And on your birthday, you're wished all the things that make you happy because no one deserves the more. That's from my mom. Now, that might sound like some hallmark words, but that's the person who's watched from day one all of the time where I didn't always put God first. Mm -mm. 
Mm-mm. I was the one that she definitely had to put some prayer on. Grandma, everybody. But the part about treating people the way I wanted to be treated, I always had that part. So we start talking about how I've excelled in my spiritual, my business, financial life, saying putting God first, I had to learn that part, but the faith, family, and lifestyle. Have you ever heard of those before, those priorities? Faith, family, lifestyle. Faith, family, lifestyle. So if you were to write those three things down and you were able to take your life score with Michael Hyatt and you might get the same score as someone else as far as a number, but when you look a little bit deeper inside of whether your faith, whether, you know, where are you with your family life, whether you have a significant other or you have your kids or relationships with friends, and then your lifestyle, which is your finances and maybe your health and your hobbies and your business and your training and things like this. So when you start identifying the priorities, most people really don't have them written down. They might say, God and my family. So then if our priorities are placed properly where it's God first and then our family, then why is it so easy to get off track by other people's opinions, be swayed off of other people's priorities? Because the values and the priorities are not clear. If you want to have actionable goals, the priority must be crystal clear where there's a real connection to the priority. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to be a meditation guru. I'm not telling you that you have to be perfect. But I'm saying you have to have your do's and your don'ts. If you don't have clear do's and don'ts for your life, then it's going to be easy for you not to take action when the other things of life shows up. The biggest answer, I don't want to say excuse that I hear, the number one and you check them one week later or two weeks later, if they don't have something from the outside, whether it's their accountability partner, whether it's, you know, they figure something happened with their company, uh, something happened with their life, and, and like everything's not happening with people's lives. It happens to all of us. And they use this as the number one reason why they did not take action. Which would lead me back to understanding or wondering, where are the priorities? Now, I can tell you right now, I'm about to head out to a session with my 22-year-old, who's now out there on his own, and he's like, Mom, I want you to attend a session with my therapist with me. And I said, sure. 
I want to hear. He has his priorities. He said, look, I, some things ain't right for me. I got I to gotta work these things out. I don't know what it feels like to go 22 years in a body where you are smart as a wit, but you can't get up and walk or even take care of yourself. I don't know what that feels like, but I know what my priority was as a parent was to instill God in him and instill strength in him. Okay, that's the personal life. But let me tell you something. Dealing with a child who never could walk could have been my biggest excuse of why I could not show up at the salon on time. It could have been my biggest excuse as to why, once I started network marketing, why I couldn't make it to most of the things and trainings and things where people depended on me. I hear People say their children or situations with their children or their families is the reason why not. But if the family and the children are the priority, they're the reason why you must. We have to understand the difference and say, is it a priority or is it a problem? You have to identify the priorities. Only you can do that. And be honest with yourself because if you say the priority, they can't be the priority and the excuse at the same time. It can't be the priority and the reason why you won't take action at the same time or why you can't take action at the same time. We're going to go deep because God was working on me while we were on this beach, and he laid it out. And, and the next one he talked about were values. If you want to take the life score, we're talking about how to activate the action in you. The actions that we take have everything to do with our priorities and our values, as well as the actions we don't take. So now if the action is based off of even a value, do you value your neighbor? Okay. You're like, no, I, I mean, I am a good person, right? You might be saying, I treat people good, right? And at the end of the day, yeah, there are some people who relationships might not be a priority. They will risk relationships for financial gain or they may risk relationships. I'm not talking about only people you know. I'm talking about even prospects, people that you don't know. You might, you know, embellish something just to get them to say yes, or you might um, embellish something to earn money or, you know, relationships that there's nothing wrong with it based off of whatever priorities or other values you have. You can sway the way you relate to someone else. And I am going to tell you, when I learned how to treat people the way I wanted to be treated instead of the way they treated me, it has helped me excel in my spiritual life. Let's be real. If you feel that you can't even get into any sort of happy place, it's difficult to take action. Action is based mainly people can take action even if they're not feeling that good, but the energy of the action will determine the outcome. This is why you have people who are saying, I'm on every call, I'm at every training, but I can't even get promoted. I can't get anyone on my team. You want to check what place is the action coming from? Because this is the part I can't explain it to you. It is the unexplainable, and we're talking about energy. It is 
so powerful that is driving your life. So now when you start thinking about your finances, relationships, your health, your hobbies, your trainings, your business, all these things is the lifestyle. If we were to really just simplify it and say, look, it's about faith, serving God. I'm here right now. I'm serving God. You might be thinking I'm serving you where you're made in the likeness of God's image, and I am serving his people. And so that will allow me to take action, no matter if I'm saying, oh, my gosh, i got to shampoo my hair. I'm coming from the beach or whatever. No, I'm going to figure out that, but I'm going to first serve God. I'm going to do what I told him I'm going to do. Then I am going to show up for the people that I know depend on me, my company, my team. My family, when I can think of all of the things that now too much is given, much is required, does that make you feel good all the time? Absolutely not. However, if there was someone else that I was depending on, would I want them to show up? Would I want them to finish what they started? The answer is yes. This can go so deep. I think I could even write a whole book just on these two, this, this passage of scripture on its own, Mark 12. Now, if you go further in beyond the 28th to 31st verse, the scribe who asked Jesus the question turns around and says to Jesus now, because there are some people who would think they're smarter than God. Oh, well said, teacher. You've spoken the truth. Now, he's speaking to the truth, the way in life, and he's telling him, you spoke the truth. And to love him with all his heart. There's no other God, he says. There's only one God, and there's no other but he. And to love him with all his heart and all the understanding and all the soul and with all the strength and, with, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, if Jesus says these are the most two important things. You can take this into anything. I am telling you right now, I have heard top people, I'm not talking about in my company, I'm talking about even in our industry, that when they describe me, when they say the servant leader, I've heard that multiple times. That means that she's serving other people. When I hear that how I care for others, that is an observation. Observation over time. Observation that you just can't fake to say, oh, I love the people, I love my team or whatever. I really, I really respect my leadership, but then now something different is going on behind closed doors. I really respect. No, they see the consistency. It has taken me further. It's opened more doors. I will not lead you wrong. It's opened more doors than even my production and results, but it has everything to do with the production and results on why I've had businesses that have thrived in most of the worst times. I made my first million during the worst recession. Off of these two things, the priorities and values being in place. I want to open up the call on this morning. I want you to think about this for a moment. If your neighbor was depending on you, what type of action would you take? Your neighbor is your prospects. Your neighbors are your team members. 
obviously your neighbors are your kids or whoever you say are part of your why. I want you to not be so easy to get off the track for action. It's the difference between writing it down and actually taking action. It's the reason on how something else can happen in your life later on. And you say, I changed my mind. This really was not the business for me. This really was not what I wanted to do. This really was not. Well, how can that change so easily without a transition of you going higher? I see more people quit network marketing or their companies and go down versus up. I am telling you right now, as we are in a brand new year, it's because the priorities and values are misplaced. Because there are going to be things that are going to happen in this year that will be beyond your control. But if you're not clear on how to control what you can control, it's going to be difficult for you to win in this season. I don't care how clear you said your vision is. If you don't get the priorities in place with God and also how you handle people and your relationships in your life, it's going to make a huge difference. Let's open up the call this morning. Let's open up the call. Let's open up the call this morning. I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. Good morning. God bless you. 478 last four two one five seven. Okay, we've got to go to another caller. That line is extremely loud in the background. 480-7725. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning, Queen. Good morning. This is Jason Wolf out of Phoenix, Arizona. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, King. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing excellent. Every time you talk, you just bring stuff out of me. Uh, now, I'm pretty sure everybody else feels the same way, but uh, what you were saying this morning is exactly what God has been dealing with me with uh, just this year. And um, when He was, when you were talking about loving yourself and loving your neighbor as yourself, those are the two things that a lot of people struggle with. And and myself included, it's God has been dealing with me just about morale in general. Mm-hmm. When you have immoral actions or immoral thoughts, no matter what it is, an immoral can go can mean a plethora of things. It yeah. could be bitterness, it could be yeah. anger, yeah. it could be lust, it could be all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. when you are immoral and you continue to do immoral actions then that is what you're reaping and that's what you're sowing. So then you get into a business and you want to build a team, but the decisions that you're making are based on your morale. So when it comes to faith, family, and then the industry, you need to make sure that you have those priorities first. The reason why you need to have God, this is what God was saying to me, the reason why I need him in my life, or anybody needs them in their life, is because that is where our moral compass is going to be. When we have mm-hmm. a relationship with God, he's able to show us our flaws, and we can correct them through the blood of Jesus, through our relationship with God. And then when we look at people, we can look at people 
through the eyes of God, through the heart of God, instead of our own flesh. And that's what I have been doing a lot because I can't say, man, I want to build a business. And then as soon as somebody does me wrong, man, I can't stand people. I'm going to go to somebody else that's on my level. I can't do that anymore because it's really not about them. It's about me because everybody's hurting. Everybody's going through something. And every time that I I try to build a business and I get a group of people and they all start acting a certain type of way, and then I start feeling a certain type of way, God is saying, where where where's your priorities? Where's your morality? If you say that you are a servant leader, if you say you're an excellent businessman, if you're saying that you can put God first and, and I can help you through these situations, I'm going to help you through everything, but you have to listen to me and not your flesh. You and that there is what go. has been guiding me. That is what God has been dealing with me with because I can't be silent to my leaders and try to do everything on my own and then try to build a team and then say, hey, I got 10 people. What we, what are we going to do? No, you need to follow the steps. You need to do what you need to do. You need to, I need to line myself up correctly and line myself up right. And it's taken me a minute to to get to where I need to be, but that's okay. Because as God is building things in me and revealing things in me, He's showing me how to help other people because there's people that are hurting just like I was, but I'm able to overcome something. And people only listen to people who are overcomers. You can go through stuff, but when you overcome stuff, that's what gets the attention of people. Not how much money that you have, not how, how big of a team you have. But what have you overcome? How can you help me get out of this situation that I am in? No matter if it's business, no matter if it's spiritual, no matter if it's relational, no matter what it is, help me. And if I cling to God and cling to to, to leaders and cling to, to people that are going to be in my circle, then I can't lose. I serve a, a God that has already won every war, every every war. And then he's lining me up with people that are of the same mind and same heart. So I can win. I can win in every situation. And I just want to thank you for being a servant leader and everything that you've done, everything that you've said. You're an excellent, excellent, excellent mentor. And I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I appreciate you so much and everybody in this business. God bless you. God bless you, Jason. And, you know, I'm going to tell you this right here. The work, I need you guys to go back and listen to the commentary from Jason. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're 100 on point with the Holy Spirit on what he had me to unpack over the next days with this series. And the action, if you were to go back into Michael Hyatt with the life score, can you believe that there are so many people who are utilizing their time to come in and listen, but they wouldn't even download a $12 book so they could be totally on point with the learning so that they are not learning for themselves. They're learning to give more value. What we talked about with the priorities and values, you'd be so surprised on how many more conversations you'll have that would lead to conversions 
conversations you can have with your team that would lead to retention and how much more authentic you would be to where you would hear things and utilize it for inspiration, but you won't have to imitate it. Authenticity will come when you have your priorities in order. I will never come to you and regurgitate Dr. Miles Monroe's words and call them my own. Because I know that what God placed in him that has now impacted so many people, that if I'm going to say, Dr. Monroe said this, or he taught me this, some of the things are not written in books or whatever. There were things he said specifically to his mentees, specifically to me. And I am going to let you know in authenticity because of my values and priorities, he is the one that showed me this. He's the one that shared this. If I learned something from Ray Higdon, I gave you guys the book and said, hey, these are the persuasive titles or whatever. I'm not going to make it my own. Because he's my neighbor. And it has not stopped me from earning multi-millions of dollars. But more importantly, it hasn't, it won't interrupt our relationship or our friendship for financial gain personal gain. Sometimes it's not finance. Sometimes people are selfish in other areas. This is what I want you to know. It will take you far because you need good relationships in your life. And when you look at the life score, you will find that if you're not in good relationships, if you don't have other things that excite you, you're more than likely the person to take less action that will have less results in your vocation or your business as well as now it will affect your spiritual life. You're the one that's so hard to get up off the couch. I want you to activate the action in you. Go back and listen to this first. This is the setup for the come up. Listen to this first one. It's the setup for the come up as we unpack this, as God helps us and train us how we can work while it's day because night is coming. I love you. God bless you.